0: The scripture reading is from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter beginning with the first verse. The beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ, God's son, happened just as it was written about in the prophet Isaiah. Look, I am sending my messenger before you. He will prepare your way, a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. John the Baptizer was in the wilderness calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sin. Everyone in Judea and all the people of Jerusalem went out to the river Jordan and were being baptized by John as they confessed their sin. John wore clothes made of camel's hair. With a leather belt around his waist, he ate locusts and wild honey. He announced, one stronger than I am is coming after me. I'm not even worthy to bend over and loosen the strap on his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. About that time, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. While he was coming up out of the water, Jesus saw heaven splitting open and the Spirit, like a dove, coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven, you are my son, whom I dearly love, in you I find happiness. And once the Spirit forced Jesus out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among the wild animals and the angels took care of him. Then after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, announcing God's good news, saying, now Is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust the good news. Here ends the reading. I want to invite you to take a moment and to close your eyes. Now I notice that when I close my eyes, I immediately Let a breath out. And then when I let a breath out, I have to do what? I have to take one back in. It's almost as if by closing my eyes and shutting off all of this input that it focuses me inward a little bit. Now, closing our eyes happens at all kinds of different times, right? Like if you watch a boxing match or you watch an MMA fight, when a punch or a kick is coming, you close your eyes. Because you're protecting yourself. You're girding up for what is about to come. When you're in a difficult situation, when something heavy is happening, oftentimes what people do is they close their eyes. To center themselves, to, to, in a sense, to protect themselves from the things that are coming at them or from the situation in which they find themselves. In many ways, I feel like throughout this pandemic time, this time of, of political unrest, of social unrest, so many of us, our defense mechanism is simply to close our eyes because it's so difficult to bear. It is so hard to find hope, to find life, to find the silver lining, as the optimist might say. Whatever that is, it gets so heavy that we just want to close our eyes. We want to protect ourselves and, and go into this sort of encasement and we hope, and maybe we pray that tomorrow will open our eyes and that everything will be either back to normal or to some sort of new thing that feels better and more hopeful and, and that things will be changing. And we also, I think, when we close our eyes, as we think about what we're hoping for, especially in times where things are difficult When we do have our eyes open, we're looking for anything we can link to, any kind of story, any kind of person, any kind of idea that will give us hope, that will give us something that goes forward, even if it's completely irrational. Well, if I just take these vitamins, I won't get the disease, right? If I just you know, spray myself with this concoction of stuff and wash my hands the certain number of times every day, I'm guaranteed not to get it, right? We almost become like magicians again or shamans again, like we're invoking the gods by washing our hands a certain number of times or by doing certain things, putting our hope in certain things to try to get through, even if it feels like it's really irrational. Now, wash your hands, people. Just, you know, that's the best thing you can do, by the way. Keep yourself, keep your hands clean. Wear your mask. Do the stuff. Like, we're seeing that it does have an effect. But when we do it sort of magically, when we put our hope in things that really ultimately are going to disappoint us, we just want to close our eyes again. And that's our tendency as, as people is to put our hope in things that ultimately disappoint. I know for for many people in in this country in this year, you know, we put our hope in Donny T or in Joey B. You know, we've lodged ourselves on a political bandwagon of sorts, and we've lodged our feelings, and we've lodged our desires, and we've hitched our wagon to these kind of political things but what I'm here to say is that's not where we find our hope ultimately and as Isaiah says as the voice says what am I supposed to cry out because all flesh is grass all loyalties are going to go away what am I supposed to be saying well God's word is forever. God's hope is forever. And we have to be careful not to put our trust in the princes or the princesses of this world. Not that we should back away and close our eyes from the political or the social things that need to happen in our country. And not that we shouldn't be engaged citizens and that we shouldn't work for what we believe is how... Our culture should move and how our country should be. No, it's, it's not that we're, we're just supposed to close our eyes and, and be like, okay, God, you said you were coming. Please come, please come, please come, please come, please come, please come, and just hold ourselves in, which I think a lot of us would rather do. But we are called to keep our eyes open. To keep our eyes open to be looking for where God is calling us. In Isaiah, the people, Isaiah was talking to the people who've been in exile, and I want you to think about that a little bit. For many people in our culture today, they feel like they have been in exile. There are so many people. A family in this church the other day said to me, I haven't seen my father since March 16th. And then he broke his hip, and because he was going to the doctor, I was able to see him, because he could leave the facility in which he lived. That was just a month ago. Imagine for that father, like, being in exile in a sense. Not not being able to physically see your family for months. Sure, for the Israelites, that's sort of how they felt when they were in, in exile those times, right? They're not able to really be in the land that they were supposed to occupy, their land, their place, with their people, They're strangers in a foreign land. I'm sure they just wanted to close their eyes. But Isaiah says, there's a messenger coming. And that messenger says, and is going to make the way straight. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare. Open your eyes. Keep your eyes open for that one who is to come, who's going to show you the way to the ultimate one well we believe that we know who that ultimate one is we believe that it was John the baptizer who in some sense prepared the way for the Lord that all the prophets were speaking about this one Jesus who became the Christ who was coming who was coming not to be the typical kind of ruler that the people were expecting but a real Messiah one who would give his life for the way forward Not a new political realm, but a new way of life, which begins in our spirit and in our hearts and in our minds and then comes out through our bodies as we live and move and have our being. Keep your eyes open. The series and the song that we're singing throughout this series that we're in, I believe in the sun, even when it's not shining, is from a phrase that was found scribbled on a wall in a concentration camp. I believe in the sun, even when it's not shining. Imagine those people herded into these Camps, knowing that people were being taken each day and were not coming back, not having proper food or nutrition, not having proper places to sleep, the bugs and the disease rampantly going through the community. And yet, there were these people who, instead of just closing their eyes and closing themselves off and stopping living, that they opened their eyes and they used their gifts to show that the sun was indeed shining and it would shine again for the people. There was a composer who was put into the Tenzin camp, and a conductor, and while he was in that camp, he gathered people secretly in a basement that they found that was sort of away from the prying eyes of their captors, and he began to teach the people Verde's Requiem. I mean, just think about that piece. If you don't know it, go look it up. And they actually performed this piece, I think, about 16 times. It ended up being 150 of the people from the concentration camp. And, of course, the Nazis used that, used this, this little bright light of hope for these people that they could, that they could sing in protest, in a sense, but they used that to show people who were coming to the camps to see how the people were doing, to show them that they were being treated nicely, even though they weren't encouraging this, but they used it. But this conductor kept his eyes open and gave the people something to hold on to, something to look forward to, something to see as a little bit of the sun shining in the midst of a dark place. I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. And that is for us our hope in the midst of all things. Because you see, everything that we are experiencing in a way has happened before. People have gone through pandemics, people have suffered political change, people have lived with social unrest, and some of them closed their eyes and others kept their eyes open. And I believe you and I are the ones called to keep our eyes open, to live through our spirit and our mind and our body the hope that we find in Jesus the Christ, that even in the midst of dark places there is light, and that even in dark places There can be new life being born and formed and gestating about ready to burst forth into this world. Something new is coming and we, if we keep our eyes open, are going to be the ones to see it first and work for it and with it first because of our trust that Jesus is in the midst of all things. So may you believe in the sun even if it's not shining for you. May you live with your eyes open to see the way being prepared for you and for all of us in this new life. Amen.